Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Empowerment Place. This is your host, Valerie Burrell. Grateful and thankful to God for another opportunity to come before our listening audience to share a relevant kingdom message. We are excited this week to have uh, one of our daughters, um, Ms. Goods, Ms. Goods, with us. <laughs> Daughter, tell everybody hello and share a little bit about yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Denise Good, as you said earlier. Um, I met my vow, what, almost three years ago? Um, at is it cool? It might be more than that. Yeah. I don't know. I lost track of time. You lose track of time when you're having fun. But it's been a few <laughs> years, and um, <laughs> pretty much me, I came into my life at the right time. Um yeah, I was in a really dark place when I had met her, but um, long story short, she has truly molded me, helped mold me into the woman that I am today. She's helping me um, with my walk with God, and we are always, always in touch trying to figure out different ways to get across to God's children and to God's people and just finding different ways to impact people, but that's about it. We're just some phenomenal young women just doing what we love the most, and that's the will of God. Amen. 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 So, um, as you stated, yeah, we've we've been together a few years. And it's been more than two because I've been to um Patrick Henry three years with you already. Oh, yeah. Three seasons. So <laughs> it had to have to be like four four years, at least four years. Four years. Going oh, yeah. on four years. Been that long. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 So we were just together um this past Monday. At Patrick Henry, and I was sharing with the um, the students there, the SBA there, um, about about God and their relationship with God, and knowing that God has overcome the world on their behalf. Like, you know, don't fret, don't don't get overly consumed. You know, not letting your anxiety, all that stuff, get you down because we know troubles are going to come. But that Jesus overcame the world, and so. She was engaged in that conversation and and leaving. I said, you know, we need to go on the air. And she was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Like, I'm ready. Let's do it. And in in that dialogue, we looked at um, a challenge that many people may face, and that's discerning the will of God, really understanding what it is that God wants from them, and I think I posed the question this morning in the teaching um, at Forward Ministries: Are we doing day to day? Are you? Are we doing what we routinely do, or are we doing what it is the Spirit of God wants us to do? And I think fundamentally, it starts there. Like it starts there. So anyway, I'm ready to jump right in, and I'll pause. <laughs> I'll pause for prayer. Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus, just giving you praise and honor for who you are. Uh, Holy Governor, we acknowledge you as our chief teacher tonight, and we thank you for what you're about to release to us and through us. We thank you for the listening audience that has dialed in and those listening on the web. God, if there be any questions, allow the questions to come forth, allow the discussion to come forth. Father, that you would be glorified in this. Father, we thank you. 
God, I thank you for what you're doing in Nini's life. I thank you, oh God, for the anointing that rests upon her. I thank you for what you're stirring in her spirit even now, oh God. And I thank you for it. And we count these things done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Grateful to our callers who are on the line. If at any time you have a question or a comment, we invite you to press one and we will glad you bring you live on the show. Amen. Amen. So when we started talking about this, discerning the will of God, what was your biggest what what's your what's your biggest challenge or if there's a challenge at all, what is it that you were feeling to prompt you to ask this question and to have this dialogue tonight? Uh, when we got on the topic about relationships and friendships and just everyday things that we do in life, and you had asked the question, you know, you asked the question yourself, do you know the difference between if this is what God wants you to do and or is this something that you want to do? And that itself had kind of kind of like paused me in my step because I know a lot of times, and I'm pretty sure 99% of the time, I struggle with feeling like, okay, maybe this is something that God wants me to do. And then I'm also struggling because I feel like it's something that I want to do. Like I, I honestly have a trouble. I honestly have trouble sometimes distinguish, distinguishing between the two of whether or not, you know, this is something that I should be doing and this is the part of God's plan for me or maybe this is something that I shouldn't be doing But because it's what I want to do. I'm still going to do it if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense. And so, you know, when we when we are when we're looking at our lives and we're looking at at trying to really understand God's plan, uh, there are a couple things I think that we need to understand about who we are first and foremost, and yes. uh, understanding our spiritual DNA, uh, because the right. word lets us know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made in His image, like. God knew us before he even placed us in his mother's womb. He knew us. And when we look at our spiritual DNA, much like we have our, 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 our physical DNA that makes us look like our mom or dad or generations back, that, that genetic code that code comes from your parents to you and from you to your children, there's also a spiritual DNA that we have to understand that um, because of our relationship with God and because we're made in his image, there is a genetic code. It's a distinctive characteristic that we have. And when we when we understand that we're made in God's image, that it speaks to our ability to have the capacity to fulfill the potential of whatever it is that God has placed us on the earth to do. And it speaks also to our propensity. We have capacity and we have propensity. And propensity speaks to the innate inclination or tendencies that we have. And so when we when we understand these things, understand what God wants to do in and through us, the first thing to discerning his will for us is really understanding who he is to us. Yeah. And I think sometimes people wanna they wanna know they wanna know, God, what do you want me to do? God, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? And you know, I think sometimes he'll pause and be like you want to know the good, you want to know purpose, but you you still don't know me. Right. And I think that that's probably one of the fundamental things that we have to we have to connect with God to know who he is, to understand the relationship of his son Jesus, 
who went to Calvary's cross and died that we might have life and have it more abundantly, to understand the gifting of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside inside of us that guides us in all truth. And so when you don't have that going on in your life and you're not activating the gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of you, you will find yourself in a place where you're always trying to discern, God, is this me or is this you? God, is this what you want Mm -hmm. or what I want? But if you've not connected and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you're always going to have these questions. Right. And you brought up, I heard you say the word purpose, and right after I answered your question and you started talking, that that word just started, like, binging off my brain, like, just from side to side, purpose, 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 purpose. And I know for a while, like, for a while, even after I had met you and restarted my journey with my walk, I know for a while I struggled with trying to figure out who I was and what my purpose was in life. And I really and strongly feel like, like you said, we do need to get to know who our father is, and that is absolutely correct. But I also feel like when we find our purpose and truly understand, like, our calling, I also feel like we would be able to distinguish between, distinguish more between what it is that God wants for us and knowing the difference between that's not what God wants, that's just what I want. I feel like when when we are able to truly understand our calling and why we have been put on this earth, I honestly feel like, you know, we will know what what God wants for us, and we will be able to right off the bat just be, okay, you're just disguised as something that I want you to be, but this isn't what God wants for me. This is what I want for me, but, you know, I'm going to still trust God, and I'm going to keep walking because you're no good to me. So I feel like, too, like you said, get to know God, get to know who he is, and, you know, his background and stuff like that, but then, you know, build ourselves up and figure out what our purpose is and figure out who we are. You get what I'm saying? Like, that uh-huh. that purpose word is it, it, very strong. And I've seen you year after year after year ask my girls, you know, what's your purpose? Do you feel like your life has purpose, has purpose you know? And I uh-huh. see some people struggle. Uh-huh. I, I see some people hesitate to, you know, raise their hands. I see some people just looking, you know, say, what's, what's purpose? Like, what, what, does that, what does that even mean? Yeah, yeah. You know? But I definitely feel like too, you know, when you when you define what your purpose is in life, that will also strengthen your walk, and you're like, you're able to discern, discern God's will. Definitely, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and you know, you say that I think the scriptures in Ephesians two, um, ten it says, "For we are His creative work, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand." So we can do them, and that's the New English translation. Like fulfilling God's will, fulfilling purpose is, is something that we really don't have an option. It's an obligation as 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 His children to fulfill what He wants. And you know, we I think I, I asked the students on on Monday night. You know, when the coach gives you instructions about how to prepare for a game. What do what the athletes do? They do what the coach says. If your employer gives you an employee manual and says that if you want to succeed on this job, then you've got to follow A, B, C, D, E, F, G. These are the things, if you do these, you'll be fired. But if you do these things, you continue to educate yourself, you continue to grow, then you can be promoted. It's It's crazy. 
that that people will listen to a coach, they'll listen to a manager on the job, they'll adhere to whatever guidelines are presented to them with the idea that they're going to exceed or at least fulfill the expectation. But when it comes to the things of God, and God is speaking to us about, I need you to put the priority of fulfilling my will for your life at the forefront, we don't do it. We don't do it. We we don't we we generally don't do it. And and I guess you all I keep saying I guess and I gotta stop saying I guess because I do know. <laughs> I know for me I know for me, um the challenges of coming to terms with our truth. And I think sometimes too, you know, when we're discerning the will of God, if we are in a place a pain, it's sometimes hard to discern the will of the Father. And I know many individuals who have faced traumas in life and not healed, and and especially if people have had trust issues, people have mm-hmm. let them down, they don't understand love and what to do with that. When those things right. take place in your life, you know, how how then do they feel confident in loving God, trusting God, serving God that they don't really see? And they've had so many trials and tribulations with people that they know, love, trust, whatever, and have been let down so much. I think sometimes that our pain um, and our pain will keep us from truly discerning what the Father wants to because we try to sweep over stuff. Uh, we try yes. to pacify ourselves with negative stuff, like stuff we know we shouldn't do, but it makes us mm-hmm. feel good in the moment. Yes. And if if, yes. if I'm in that place, then I'm not concerned about discerning the will of the Father. I'm just trying to get over what I'm feeling in that moment. So I think that's, right. that's a challenge, too. Um, having been character coach. Uh, for the last few years with Bluefield College, I've had countless conversations with with students who are pacifying their pain. They're pacifying all types of pain and not really concerned about the will because they're just trying to make it to the next day, feeling like they're feeling, putting a smile on their face, acting like everything is okay, going out on that court and playing ball, acting like everything is okay. They're saying, God, I need your help. But at the same time, they don't even know where to begin to find the help that they need, knowing that he's there for them, that he wants to rescue them. But it just takes us willing to to lay it all on the line and come clean with God because he knows us. He knows the very hairs on our head, whether it's ours or the wigs that we wear. He knows all that stuff about us. I'm just being real. You know how we do. He knows all that yeah, stuff speak about your us. Truth. <laughs> he knows all that stuff about us. And and yet we find it hard to trust him. To trust him enough to say, God, what is it you really want? What is it you really want for me? And and it's disheartening. It's disheartening for me because I, I've seen some things and I've heard some things and I, I I can say too that I've seen some go through transformation where 
at one point I was just doing me, and now at least they're mindful that there is a God and he might require more from me, so let me see what it is that he wants and let me at least start having a conversation. I think, too, when we talk about discerning the will and getting to know him, are you having, are you engaging, are you engaging, are you studying the word, the word like Second Timothy says, study to show yourself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Are you doing that? Are you praying? The word of God lets us know that we should pray without ceasing, you know, that we can cast all our cares on him because he cares for us. And if we pray, believing that we receive that which he that which we ask of him, that we're going to be faithful to get it. Are we even engaging with him to be able to hear from him what he desires for our lives? I know I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I'm talking. I'm no, talking. you're not I'm just talking. talking. You're stepping on some tennis over here. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, from from your perspective, as Having 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 been with you as a student and then um, working with you in the capacity of a coach, you know we can just talk about the 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 characteristics that you see in young people when it comes to the things of God. How many of them do you feel really are willing and ready to engage in that conversation to really find out who God is, what God wants? Are they are are and I maybe it's a hard question to ask you, but I can't ask for your perspective based on what you've seen and what you've experienced. Where are where are young people in in this walk? Like I said, I was sharing with Benny that I feel like many people don't fear God the way that they used to. When I was growing up, I had a reverent fear of God, you know, and and I had experiences that literally scared the hell out of me that I was like, I don't want to go to hell. I, God, you got me out of this. Let me try to clean up my act. I don't, Lord have mercy, help me, because I'm not trying to go there. But I feel like now kids are just uh, kids, people, not kids. People are just doing whatever. They're wilding out, just doing whatever right. they think they can do. They're big enough and bad enough to do. And then, you know, on on that hand and then, you know, something happened, and they'd be like, Mama Val, pray for me. Well, you ain't want me to pray for you last night. Yeah. So why I'm praying for you today? Like, what is it you really want? And so I think that, that well, okay, this conversation, for those who are listening, you know, if you're a young person and, and you may be, and you don't even have to be a young person, if you're a person who right now is in a place in your life where you're like, I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna know more about God. I might, I, I, I feel like I know I need God in my life, but I don't know what it's gonna require for me. You know, I hear people talk about living for God is hard, and living for God, you know, you don't get to have fun, you don't get to laugh, you know, it's gonna cause me to lose some friends and all these other things. I think a lot of times, young people. And and I don't know why the, I'm just focusing on it. Maybe that's because of who you are. But I find a lot of young people really don't understand the benefits of having the relationship with God, knowing what God would do for them because we belong to him. And I think they miss it. I think they want to play. They want to play that role like I love God, I acknowledge God, you know, I watch young men running up down the court. They just finished 
using some explicit, and then they shoot the ball and make the shot, and then they throw, throw it up to God, like God did this. And I'm like, how you, do you know how crazy you look? You just finished cussing somebody out, and then you go up God. Like, where, where you at, what you doing? It's a, that kind of stuff that I look at that makes me know that some of what people do is just out of behaviors they've seen. But if they really understood the magnitude of the benefits of having a relationship with Christ and truly discerning his will for them, then some things wouldn't be said and some things wouldn't be done, and we wouldn't be acting the way that we're acting. Just speak right. that for me, babe. I, I know from personal experience, Mom, that I know God, and I grew up with, you know, the old granny that went to church every Sunday, first, second service, Bible study every Wednesday, you know, um, just whole nine yards, like, fully, 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 like a full Christian, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, brought up in the church because that's how her parents brought her up, and it's just been a tradition. Now, I know what... I, I know what I was taught, but the older that I got and the more I stepped away from what I was taught was the more the more I got involved with just the world, if that makes sense, and uh-huh. what the uh-huh. world was doing, what the world was listening to, what the world was participating in and stuff like that. And that was me. I wasn't out here, like, doing no hardcore drugs or anything, but just as far as, like, not going to church, not reading the Bible, not praying as I should be doing, when I know that that's how I was taught and that's how I was raised. But that was on me. And it took mm-hmm. my senior year when I felt like everything was going right. It took injuries. It took separation from parents. It took separation from friends. I really feel like God stripped me of everything that I felt like made me who I was in order for me to see that all I needed in this world was him. And uh-huh. it shouldn't take that when I knew, when I know how I was brought up, when I know like I was supposed to be at church and I know I'm supposed to pray over my food, pray when I get up in the morning, pray, you know, every single second that I can, always thanking God and giving all praise and glory to God. I was brought up and I know that. I know that. But like I said, it's, it's, it's not an excuse, but, just as I got older, I just strayed away from my ritual, from my tradition, from my truth, and I lost myself. And I, I uh-huh. lost trust, you know, dating people that I wasn't supposed to be dating, hanging out with friends I wasn't supposed to be hanging out with and doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, hurting myself, breaking down myself. And the only thing that would make me feel okay and feel me make me feel whole was the things that I put my trust into, and that was human beings and materialistic uh-huh. things, things that, he took away from me and, you know, just, like I said, like, just stripped me and showed me, like, okay, Denisha, you don't need them. You you don't need him. Uh You don't need her. You know, basketball, Uh you don't need any of that. You you believe in me. You you trust in me, and, you know, I will just be everything that you need me to be. You know, don't straddle the fence. Uh Just come wholeheartedly to me. And I feel like a lot of times, like, that's where the struggle is because once people don't truly know God for who he is, they don't know what he went through to give us the life that we have today. They don't know that. Uh-huh. And so when uh-huh. things start going left and things start going wrong and he starts stripping them of the only thing, things that they've known, basketball, football, sports, relationships, broken relationships, broken family relationships, when he starts stripping uh-huh. them, they don't know what else to do because their comfort, yeah. their cushion is gone. 
and like I said, it's just it's not an excuse, but it's the way of the world. Like just the world itself is missing Jesus. That they're missing that aspect in their life, and you can tell because the world is just completely different now. The way that these kids are yeah. brought up are different. The way, like you said, like yeah. it cuts two seconds before shooting a shot, and then give God the praise afterwards. You get what I'm saying? Like the world yeah. is just truly yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, he says, Seek me. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. I don't think that people really understand what it means to be righteous, what it means to be the righteousness of God. I don't, I don't think that people are engaging with him and really seeking out the kingdom and understanding. Like you said, sometimes it takes being stripped of everything, and unfortunately, even when individuals are stripped of everything, they still don't call to God, they call to stuff. Everything has been stripped from me, now I'm going to get high every day. Everything's been stripped from me, now I'm going to do drugs every day. Everything's been stripped from me, so I'm just going to have sex with everybody to ask for it because I need something to pacify me. You know, I'm not going to go to class anymore. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to gamble. I'm going to do all kind of crazy things because I don't have anything to rely on. And like you said, the father is saying, hey, I love you. I love you so much son, that I gave my only begotten son. And that if you believe in him, you won't perish, but you'll have everlasting life. That's powerful. But how many people are really engaging in that and allowing their mindsets to be changed and stop doing things out of um, out of religious habits and really start seeking to have a relationship with the Father so that you will be able to truly discern the will of him versus doing what I want to do. I listen to a, a lot of young people talk about when I grow up, I want to do this, that, and the third. And I'll ask them, well, why do you want to do that? And they go, uh, mm. I don't, you know, I, they don't really have an answer. Why? And it's because somebody has planted a seed. We have to be careful, too. When we're trying to discern the will of God, we have to be careful of who we allow to plant seeds in us. Because words, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And often we allow people to speak words that will start dictating how we respond to life. If somebody says, oh, you ain't this, you ain't that, you can't do this, you can't do that, a lot of times it makes people stop seeking out the very things that that the Bible wants from you. When people have told you, oh, you're no good, you'll never, oh, you trying to be that? I don't know who you think you are. Like, you're you're about to take your NCLEX and be certified nurse. There might have been somebody back in the day who said, well, Nene, I don't know who you think you are trying to be some nurse. You ain't no nurse. You could have listened to that and stopped. But because you know who you are and you know who you are, you've made it this far. Like, you're right at the end. Like, graduation is this month. It's this month And I believe that all of that came about for you Because you started discerning the will of the Father for your life 
Like I saw in you passion for people early. But I didn't have to have a lot of conversation with you about it because God was already speaking. You were already inclining your ear to hear what the Spirit of God had to say to you. And you began connecting the dots. The word lets us know that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. You allowed him to order your steps, and you start taking the steps that he had put in place for you, different from what Nene had been doing when she felt like it. And when we live our lives like that, life is so gratifying. Purpose just brings about with it favor, and it brings with it provision. Um, I think we were talking in the last couple of weeks again at, at, at Forward Ministries about when we are following the system that, that the kingdom has established for us, we will be at a place where we will have supernatural provision consistently in our lives. And that's not always talking about money, but it's saying that God is going to take care of you in a supernatural way consistently when you discern his will and begin to walk it out. Amen. Amen. Oh, gosh. We do have several callers on the line. If anybody has a question or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. You can press one and we can bring you live. Um, wow. 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 Um, Psalm twenty-five, fourteen says, The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will make them, he will make them know his covenant. I think we talked about this a little earlier. People people are not fearing God. They don't fear God. And because they don't fear God, they, they don't they're not going to discern his will. And then the secrets are not going to be revealed to him because they don't have right relationship with him. I mean these are just things that it it seems common. It seems it that it should be common knowledge. Like, it should be elementary, but for whatever reason, like I said, people will adhere to what the law of the land says before they adhere to what the word of God says for their lives. And the word of God, the word is a lamp into our feet and a light on our pathway that we can go to the word of God and find answers to any situation we, we may face in life. The word of God will give us peace. The, the word of God will restore our joy. The word of God will cause us in our anxious moments. The word of God will give us hope when we're feeling depressed. The word of God will do all of these things in a relationship with Christ on top of understanding and knowing the word will, will make that thing so sweet that you want more of it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He's good. He's you know, I've heard people say that like the mm-mm good, Campbell's soup kind of mm-mm good. He's better than Campbell's soup on any given day. Even on a cold winter day when you feel like you got cold symptoms and you want that chicken noodle soup, he is better than that. And he'll do so much more for you when you incline your ear to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. He wants us to have a relationship with him. 
He wants us to tap into the gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. That that gift that will guide us in all truth. That gift that will speak to us to aid us in discerning the Father's will. That gift that will speak to us that when we're at a crossroads of doing what we want to do versus what the Spirit of God would have us do, because we have a relationship with Christ, we'll be able to know, no, we, I'm, I'm not going to go that way. I mean, I have days when I get in my car and I'm going to a certain place and the Holy Spirit will say, don't go that way today, go this way. And I don't be like, I ain't going that way, I'm going to go the way I want to go. No, I have better sense to know that when I obey him, that I'll be blessed. The word also lets us know obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm asking you all who are listening right now, when it comes to the discerning of the will of the Father, how many times have you disobeyed him and how'd that work out for you? How'd that work out for you? Because you did what you wanted to do versus doing his will. How'd that work for you? Yeah, I know you going like, ooh, okay, whatever. Okay, so are you asking me right, or are you asking, people, you asking everybody else? I'm just That's asking, all right here I'm quiet. just asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking a question to put it out there for people to think of. But you can you can answer that question, too. How that work for you? Bad. Didn't work out the way yeah. I wanted to work out. Yeah. 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 It doesn't. Um, who wrote the song? All things are working for my good. Because he's intentional. Never failing. God is intentional. His plan for your life is intentional. His purpose for your life is intentional. The way that he has established from the foundation of the world for your life, he's intentional. And we are obligated, the same way we're obligated to a coach, the same way we're obligated to a boss, the same way we may be obligated to our own business, we, we, because of who we are to him and because of who he is to us, we should want to fulfill the obligation that comes with the relationship with him to do what it is the Father desires. Because we love him like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a thought. It's just a conversation. We we want to. We want. We want. We want to do your will, Father. We do. I believe that that those who are listening on the line, um, on the phone line, and those who are listening on the web, I believe that most of us really do want to discern the will of the Father, and we want to live that life. But Father, I'm I'm just asking now that for those who are listening, those who may listen later. Whatever is hindering them from discerning your will and from walking in your will, Father, if you would just make it plain, that you would reveal it. God, that you would speak to them and let them know that if they're back up against the wall, that, Father, that you will give them a way of escape. If they would just begin to rely on you, seek your kingdom, study your word. Build a relationship. In doing those things, Father, then then they'll truly be able to discern your will for their lives. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. 
you got anything you want to add before we close out? Ah, oh, God, thank you. Thank you. No, ma'am. Nothing? Come on. Nothing? What do you feel? Nothing. What are you just, sensing? I know you're just, hearing something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but um, I know. No, just, just an encouragement, like, for people out there that don't know our father to really, you know, find out who he is and find our purpose and just walk that walk with God because that's the best thing that you can do when you fully commit yourself to God and, you know, give up the eyes and what you want to do for just him and his purpose and his will. I feel like, you know, that that's just, that's the best medicine. It's the best money. It's the best happiness. It's the best healing. Like it's just, it's truly everything that you need and so much more. So for those out there that, you know, feel God plugging at their heart and stuff like that, I would definitely encourage mm-hmm. people to just take that step, you know, that, that leap of faith and just trust God and just trust the process, you know, um, let go of those things that we want to do and that we know mean is no good, but it just feels good in the moment. Let go of those things and just really trust that when you let go, you get ready to hold on to something bigger and better that God has in store for us. But, you know, I really don't have much to say. You really, you really just knocked it out the park. I pitched it to you and you just, you went away with it, but I don't really have much to say. Amen. 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 Well, we bless God. If there are those who are listening now and who may listen later and you'd be like this Val, um, Denisha, I, I really want I want that, you know, I want God to come into my life. You can email me, empower underscore yourself at yahoo dot com. Um, find me on Facebook, Valerie Burrell. Um, inbox me, I will pray with you, I will aid you, I'll give you scriptures to read, I'll help help you in navigating your path of success. I don't know it all, but I know what has worked for me. And that which has worked for me, I take pleasure in empowering other people with that same truth that I've received from the Word of God. So we invite you next week. Nene, thank you so much, baby, for being with me tonight. You're welcome, Mom. Um, we invite you to join us again next week. Um I believe I'm going to have one of my students from Bluefield College. He's a basketball player, but he's also a Christian rapper. I think he's going to be with me on next week um, to share his gift with the world and to talk about his journey uh, with God. And just to let you all know that, you know, here's a young man in college who is doing what he knows to do. And you might look at him and be like, what? That came out of him? Yeah, that came out of him. With his little sneaky legs and his big hair, it came out, <laughs> it came out of him. Uh, but he's a phenomenal young man. So we invite you to join us um, next week for that. We have prayer Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 5 o'clock a.m. If you have prayer requests, feel free to send those requests to us, and we will intercede on your behalf as well. Nina, is that my son in the background? It is. Hello, son. How are it you? Is. Jorge, Mom out there. Hey, how are you? Hey, Mom, how you doing? I'm good, son. I'm good. I'm I had good. to I had to make him be quiet when he came in. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I'm 
Oh, God, okay, we're going to get you started. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're just grateful. We're grateful. Again, audience, thank you so much for dialing in. Um, we pray that this conversation has been a blessing to you. If so, we um, ask that you would uh, share this message with some others on your social media pages or tell others to dial in and join us each Sunday night at 8 p.m. for another empowering kingdom message. Until next time, know that we love you. Our motto at the blue, at Lord, I'm saying Bluefield. Somebody must be talking about me. At the empowerment place is <laughs> once you've been empowered, please, my brothers and sisters, take the responsibility to empower someone else. We love you, and God loves you best. Have a great night.